everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. I just want to start off by saying Happy New Year to everybody. I think I can speak for all that I'm glad 2020 is over. She was just not cute at all, like in any sense. She was okay for like a month maybe, but then everything went to shit after it. So let's have positive vibes and bring positive energy into 2021. Corona's not gone. I know a lot of people seem to think that once the the clock struck 12 that it just disappeared, but she's still here. So be safe. But also, I think we should all be glad that 2020 is actually over and we can talk about it in past tense now. Right. And I'm I'm like, it sucks because 2020 started so great for me. Like I met you for the first time. We um, I went to like LA. Oh gosh, yeah. I like did a lot of travel like the beginning of the year. And then all of a sudden like the virus hit and then it was like a complete shock uh, to like everyone. And um uh, yeah, so it's been a wild year, and it's kind of crazy to see that, like, it's been nearly a year we've been quarantined, or we've been in this, like, weird state where everyone's wearing masks, and it's, like, it's really s- crazy that it's the new norm, that even when this virus is over, I'm, like, still going to wear a mask because it's just, I, sh- I can't believe we've been breathing each other's air in for so long. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm so happy that the cl- the, the clock struck 2021, and it's, it feels like a fresh start, but obviously the virus isn't over. Um, it's still very vibrant within um, our nation of America. And um, yeah, so everyone still stay safe. My partner uh, just got her vaccine. She got the Moderna vaccine. So she's going in a month to get it again. But um, that's a really good sign that um, vaccines are being like pushed out and people are getting it so i'm hoping i'm next to get it um but yeah so it is a promising time uh president-elect joe biden will be in office within what like 17 days or something i read Mm -hmm. or something like that so uh it's a big 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 year for all of us and i just hope that everything goes well and the world uh, gets to be a more stable place. So I hope everyone, um, I hope 2021 is a year for uh, reflection and a year for us kind of dealing with the trauma we've experienced through 2020. Exactly. Did you do anything fun? I know like there's not obviously much to do. If you're like being a smart and responsible American, that is, I know there are some people out there that like, actually went out to clubs and stuff (laughs) but like us people that actually care about others i hope stayed home or at least did something safe yeah or 20 like the for the new year this was the first time that emily and i like weren't with other people like we were just sitting on the couch and we were just watching some shows or watching a movie i'm not really sure um we didn't even drink we were just hanging out and um, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wow, it's like 1150. And then so we like waited for the countdown and we were in our living room. Like we like counted down together. But like, yeah, it was so like relaxed. Like it, it doesn't even feel like it was New Year's because we were just like by ourselves in our apartment. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a really well needed 
thing though for us. It felt very refreshing to just kind of like start the year together. What about you? Did you do anything fun? No, it's pretty much the same. We just stayed home and we took some shots at midnight with our roommate. But other than that, like Russell was playing games with his friends and I was watching Netflix. So I was just chilling. Like it was very laid back. I I did enjoy it. I am kind of sad because like last year we went to Countdown, which is like a music festival. And we were like thinking about making it a yearly thing, like going every single year. So it kind of sucks that like we just discovered that last year and now obviously can't do that. And I don't know when we are able to do that again. So that was the only disappointing part, but I also enjoyed being able to stay home and just kind of relax because I mean, if you're in the comfort of your own home, you can get as fucked up as you want to and you don't have to worry about anything because you're already home. Yeah, I I wanted to I really wanted to drink that night, but I just and I'm like really bad with alcohol. I don't know why, but every time I drink it, I'm just like I always feel so I mean, I guess everyone feels so gross the next day, but I'm like I can't deal with that. So I I stick to I stick to my fun marijuana cuz it just it's mm-hmm. so much easier to yeah. process. It's so fun to just get just fucked off of that. Um and so we did and yeah, the whole experience seems fun. I'm sorry that you didn't get to go to Countdown. That sucks. Especially, I think it was so promising the beginning of the year. We're like, yeah, 2020, it's going to be so great. And then obviously everything goes to shit. So um, yeah, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Especially when you're trying to make a tradition like that. I know a lot of people were upset because Coachella got canceled and stuff. It it sucks. But I mean... If you think about the state of the world, like I'm not going to be sad about it considering that there's a global pandemic going on. I'm just really jealous of all the countries that properly handled the virus and were like actually able to go out and do things safely. I know a lot of like influencers, especially from Los Angeles, like flew to Miami because LA is in lockdown and Miami isn't. And I was seeing like some of the stories that they were posting and literally nobody like it just looked like it there was no pandemic going on in Miami. I was like what what are you guys doing down there? Yeah, um you were telling me that a bunch of people were in Miami. I'm like of course Florida. Of course it's going to be Florida. Florida's like so fucking like they were like in the- legit clubs, like packed nightclubs, like nothing ever <sighs> yeah. happened. With I no masks on. I hope they all get cur- – no, I don't. But, you know what I mean? Like it just – it's like – It's natural selection. It, yeah. It's so selfish that like people think that they can just like – they that the world just revolves around them and no one is going to suffer from their actions. It's such a selfish thing to like to go through and to do. And so when I see that, I see how people have been acting this year. It's so awful. And the fact that people just don't care and they're still going to fucking – um saddle ranch and just like parting it up like even in my like local bars it's just like like why this could all be over if like people just like stayed home and i the the government did a shit we should have had like a, a severe lockdown and then just like if you leave everyone in your home in their homes and i know this seems impossible but if we just stayed in our homes for a month then the whole shit would have gone away and a lot of countries did that where it was like a total lockdown um, and then it, it worked. And it, and like because the government 
really pushed for that. But we obviously had a shitty administration who got rid of the, the whole task force that could deal with like a pandemic like this. And um, it is super, super unfortunate that this happened, but hopefully this is like a learning lesson for any future viruses to take it more seriously because um, you're not just putting yourself at risk, but you're putting so many people at risk. If you got the virus and let's say you have an immediate little circle of friends that you kind of quarantine with or you see on occasion, I know I do. Like I volunteer at a at a rabbit rescue. And so I see like a few people here and there. But if I were to get the virus, I were to see them, even though it's like two or three people, they go and see their little like group of whether it's family, the family goes to see other people. And it's this huge web. And that's how the virus spreads is like through this web. So yeah, please be more safe and more considerate. Um, the vaccine's gonna just because the vaccine gets like approved and because more people have it doesn't mean it's over. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be more cautious or more um, understanding of like of future things that may happen. Or even if you have a cold or a flu, um, wear a mask. If you're feeling sniffly, wear a mask, um, and it'll be just so much better for everyone around you. Just be more considerate. And I hope that that this year brings more of that, more people being considerate. Yeah. And I hope that this year is better. I'm optimistic just because, you know, we have a new administration coming in that appears to be taking the virus a little bit more seriously. We have the vaccine. And at this point, we've all kind of been familiar with the concept of social distancing and wearing a mask for like a year now. So I'm hoping slowly but surely things will start to get back to normal. Is that going to happen? I am not exactly sure. But essentially in this episode, we're going to be talking about the shitstorm of 2020. It wasn't always a shitstorm. There was like little spurts of sunshine and rainbows mixed in between. But, you know, for the most part, it wasn't the best year. But before we get into all of that, somebody released some music lately. It wasn't me because I'm tone deaf, but like someone released a project. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'm a little tone deaf too, but but I try. I really do try. Um, I have been making music like for my whole life. I just, I absolutely love it. It's so fun to me. I taught myself guitar when I was younger and I've just been playing since and I've been in a few bands growing up and I've like released stuff on my own. And so over the past three years, I've been working on just like some music here and there. And whenever I have free time and um, I got together four songs and I kind of released a little EP, which I'm super proud of and I'm super um, happy that I'll be, I can, I'm able to share it uh, today and I'm able to share it with everyone. So if you're interested in buying my EP, it's called Sugar Baby. Um, and my uh, artist name is Olivia, O-L-I-V-I. So you can stream that um, if you just type in Olivia Sugar Baby on Spotify, Apple Music, you can find me. But um, if you can, if there's any way that you can, um, please, please, please check out my Bandcamp. Uh, it's um, Olivia, O-L-I-V-I dot Bandcamp dot com. And you can download the Sugar Baby uh, EP. You can download it for free. It's pay what you want. Or if you wanted to donate to me, um, you can pay whatever you want, whether that be a dollar, whether that be a million dollars, like literally uh, anything. I'm trying to pay for grad school. I really am. I'm going to apply this year for grad school. So I'm using this money to save up for that. 
Um, but yeah, if you're interested, uh, check that out. I'm really happy I've been able to make this music and release it. Uh, finally, uh, I wrote Sugar Baby like earlier. Uh, well, no, it was probably in like September or October of uh, 2020. And then I was super excited. I like recorded it and like um, wrote it in like so quick just because I was like, this is a good song. And so I'm really happy that it's finally out and I'll be releasing a music video probably the day this podcast comes out. So if you're interested, you can probably check out my YouTube channel where I have a music video there. So there's a lot of plugging for me, but I'm just really happy that I'm able to release this music. And uh, it's been such a fun like project for me is to release this. And I hope you guys like it. I really, really do. Um, but yeah, so I just hope you guys can check that out if you can. Yes, definitely check it out and also check out the music video because it's like the most adorable thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like I'm obsessed with it. I always like when I think about things that I want to be able to do or like skills to have, it's always either to be multilingual or like to be able to write music or produce music or actually be able to sing because I can't do any of that whatsoever. So I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> that you're like so good at like writing and like doing all this stuff. And I'm really just happy for you and happy that you were able to put out, you know, like a piece of work, especially considering how kind of shitty the year was. So I thought that was really cool. And I think music is like such a big way to get through difficult times and like different ways to show your self-expression. So I just, I love music and I think it's cool when my friends make music and you should go support and listen. Yeah, it's fun. And um, uh, my style, if you guys are interested, it's uh, it's just acoustic based. Like I very singer songwriting, very like indie, I would describe it as. Um, and it's funny to see the growth of like how I used to write music versus now. Because when you're in high school, like what do you write about? Like what have you experienced that you can write about? So um, it's interesting to see the development of like my songwriting because a lot of it has to do with like my transition, whether it's, it's not like blatantly like stating that, but a lot of it does have to do with that, like trauma that I've experienced with um, how hard it was for me to like transition. So um, if you guys are, yeah, if you guys uh, maybe can see that within, within the writing with certain things that I say or how I describe things, but um, yeah, it's been so cool to be able to make this. And I also want to be multilingual. <laughs> That's I, I've been considering taking, um, a Spanish class in college because it's required, but I can test out of it, which I think I'm going to just test out of it. Um, but I'm like, I should, I should do it because I should get good at Spanish. And, um, but that's okay. Cause that's what Duolingo is for. And exactly. 2021, <laughs> we're becoming bilingual. I'm right. learning Japanese probably or Spanish. Yeah. Cause I feel yeah. like Spanish would be like more beneficial to me, especially working and being in, in LA. But I also just like want to know Japanese too. Japanese seems so fun. If we, oh my God, we should go to fucking the Super Mario world or whatever that shit is. Oh my the God. Nintendo world. We With have the, to do that. The go-karts? Yeah, there's a, I, I know they're making like, a, I think it's like a Nintendo world or a Mario world or whatever. And it's like a theme park. Okay, and we so, have to go. I also yeah. have always wanted to do like the little Mario Kart racing, but I would probably like crash and die. <laughs> 
I'm really bad at driving because we're fans. You know, it's okay if you hit a curb every once in a while. It's, it's yeah, fine. that's fine. Doesn't mean you're bad at driving. No. It just means you're a little uncoordinated, but that's okay. It's funny because you work in insurance. I know. I'm like judging people for like, oh my god, how did you like rear end or how did you get into this accident? But like, meanwhile, when I'm going to the grocery store, I like hit curbs 24 seven. So like, yeah, I really can't say anything. Yeah, it's crazy that, yeah, it just, sometimes you describe little things to me of, like, the way that people get into accidents, and I'm like, how? How? How does this happen? But, um, yeah, so that's, that seems, if, if we get the vaccine, we should, like, go somewhere. I want to go international. Same. Because I haven't been out of the country since I was, like, three. And Mexico doesn't really count, because we went to just, like, a weird small town in Mexico, where my dad's from. So. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to Japan. I have a friend in Berlin who, if you're oh, cool. interested in going to Germany, we can go to Germany. I am part German. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh, man. But um, yeah, so I think that's pretty fun. But I know Christmas was just like around the corner. So we were able to celebrate Christmas. So um, yeah, I got some fun stuff this holiday. I'm not sure about you. How was your Christmas like plans? What did you get? How was all that? It was good. So I I think I've talked about this before, but my parents were supposed to come for like a couple weeks in December. Um, And my dad was able to come. However, my mom tested positive for COVID. So she had to cancel her flight and we weren't like able to spend Christmas as a whole family, like my dad and I were here and my mom, she was in Montana, I think, because she was doing something for work and one of her coworkers got COVID and obviously, you know, like they had contact with each other. So that was kind of sucky that I couldn't spend Christmas together because it's been like three years since that's happened. But I was still grateful to have my dad with me, obviously. Uh, We didn't like do a lot because obviously there's a lockdown. Um, We went to the beach quite often to like watch the sunset and stuff since that's still allowed because people are so spread apart. But that's pretty much what I did for Christmas. Christmas morning, we watched Wonder Woman and like a few other Christmas movies. And then we had dinner with Russell's parents during the nighttime. So it was pretty mellow, no crazy holiday parties obviously. Um, But it was fun. I liked it. We got, so this is kind of embarrassing, but like I'm really happy about my Christmas presents because I got a new knife set and I also got a new set of pots and pans. And I'm just really excited about that because like we didn't have like good knives. And anytime I had to cut like a tough piece of something, it was just a pain in the ass. And now my knives are like butter. And I'm like, wow, this is what it's like to be an adult and be content over right. cutting knives. And I pot. love being an adult. That's so funny. I love like, cause like, it's crazy. Cause when you're a kid, it's like, I got socks for Christmas. What the fuck? But like now I'm getting socks for Christmas oh and I'm God. like, yes. Like, I got oh my God, all my socks, socks for Christmas. And it was <laughs> so, I was so happy. Blast, right? Yeah, like it, it's so good. <laughs> and so, yeah, just growing up, you value different things differently and it's yeah, it's really fun. But it's cool that you're able to still celebrate it in some capacity. And yeah, your your dad just had COVID and now your mom had it. Um, was your mom 
like okay like did everything was she yeah my mom was she's fine she didn't have any symptoms but funny thing my dad like he had covid a couple months ago and he still can't taste or smell so like i was trying to take him to like different places in la that he would like because he he enjoys like food and eating so i was like oh my god i'm gonna take you to all these places and then i realized he literally can't taste anything so like we still went and like he could appreciate the texture he was like i can tell that this probably tastes really good but i can't taste it and he can't smell anything either so that was kind of funny but also like sucks because I, I couldn't taste or smell anything for like three months I would probably die because yeah that's that's so that's such a like big part of your day is like being able to smell like good smells and eat good food and you like literally can't taste anything yeah do you know how long those symptoms last is there like an average because that's so scary yeah like, um... I mean some people like go up to like 10 weeks without having any oh, taste wow. or smell it I I don't know I mean, the body, it, like, shuts down to, like, prevent the virus from coming in. But I don't know why it sticks around for so long. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's I feel like that's a really bad symptom for anything. It's such a weird thing to be associated with a virus, but that's what happens. Yeah. Damn, that really, that sucks. But I'm, I'm happy that you were able to see at least one of your parents for the, for the break. That's really, that's really special. Um, especially because now you don't really well you live pretty close but it's still pretty far away from them so it's, it seems really good to um to, i guess it's not really close um yeah, i mean by like, plane yeah. it's a short flight but technically we're not that close to each other yeah but that's still good that you're able to um at least see some family uh for me uh christmas i spent with my partner's family we went um to uh her parents house and it was nice yeah like we had a good time um we were able to celebrate it together which is nice this will be my sixth uh christmas with emily which is wild that's crazy. um we've been yeah we've been d- doing this since i was i think 19 so um very very long time but it's really really cool that um yeah we've been together so long and we were able to like celebrate it uh, to get uh, together, which is really, really great. And I would say this year I got some really great stuff, which I'm so fortunate for. Um, my partner and her parents like chipped in to get me um, an audio interface. Like it's a, it's called a Scarlet. Um, it's like this like red um, little interface that like you can plug in microphones to, guitar to, and you can record directly to your computer. Um, the interface is connected through USB. And um, it's really, really cool because I've been wanting this since I met Emily. I've been talking about how badly I wanted this so I can record music like directly. And it's so cool that I finally have it. So immediately we got home, I downloaded Pro Tools. I'm paying for it, which I wish I torrented it, but that's illegal. So I'm paying for it. Um, and it's it's really cool because now I can actually like make music more professionally. So I'm like spending like my time trying to learn Pro Tools and like learn how to record music and produce better because I just want to keep upping my production quality and get better at it um, because I'm starting to like really get a rhythm on like how like I w- like want to make music. And so the more that I'm doing this, the more inspired that I'm getting. So it's really cool that I was able to get that. Um, and I also got uh, new AirPods from my, my partner which though I don't know how like I can't describe how important airpods are to me just because I 
most of my day is occupied by like me listening or watching something. Like I'm super invested in like podcasts and music. Music's my life. So I'm like constantly listen- listening to stuff. I exercise a lot. I do a lot of running. And so um, my old AirPods literally broke the day of Christmas. Like just don't work anymore. So it was such a blessing that I got the AirPods for uh, for Christmas. And um, it's, yeah, it meant a lot to me. Um, and other than that, yeah, I got some socks, uh, some underwear, um, just stuff like that. And uh, it's really, really cool that um, I was able to get um, great things by great people. I'm very appreciative of it. I did see my mom for like a day um, after Christmas. Uh, I got her, I bought her breakfast. Um, and yeah, we hung out a little bit, but it was only for like a few hours. And um, yeah, so that was like my vacation extent. It definitely is different from what I'm used to growing up because like um, the holidays are like very important for like Hispanic culture and um, like the weather is like down to the food we eat or the time we spend together. Like I'm vegetarian now, so I can't even eat tamales. So, um, but like tamales and like during New Year's, it's muelos that we like have and like I just can't enjoy it because I, um, I just don't see my family anymore. But uh, it's still something that like I definitely miss. But I did have a good time with um, Emily's family and it's always really, really great that they 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 welcome me with like warm arms and like it, it, they genuinely are my family. Um, so it was really, really nice to spend time with them. Did it feel like Christmas this year to you? Um, every year it's, it's feeling like less and less like Christmas, I think. It may be, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or what it may be, or like this year was really weird too. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, it didn't really, it doesn't really feel like it anymore. I know. I'm, I'm like trying to figure out why because I used to love Christmas it was like one of my favorite holidays like you said like all of the holiday parties and stuff that was always fun part of my childhood but I don't know if it I don't feel like it's Christmas anymore because we don't have those big parties or if it's just because I'm getting older like I can't tell which one it is and I I don't really like it it's kind of sad like I don't want Christmas to just feel like a normal day I want to be able to like get in the spirit and like have fun and do all that stuff. But I don't know. It's just been weird lately. Maybe it I'm also cool. may. Yeah. I think for your case too, like I know that you live in LA now. That too. Like, in, yeah. Degrees in December. It's not very Christmas vibes. It's kind of, <laughs> I watched, for me. right. I watched a TikTok and it was, um, and it was really insightful. It talked about that feeling. He was like, he was like, I know like everyone every year keeps saying it doesn't feel like Christmas. It doesn't feel like it. And he was like, I, and he was like, this is just my take, but I genuinely think it's because um, with the age of the internet, we don't have cable anymore. A lot of people have just switched over to streaming platforms. So you're not bombarded with like all these advertisements on Christmas or these like channels like Disney channel doing like a, like a Christmas, like month special or like a Halloween special where like every day of the month, there's like all these like Halloween ads or Halloween shows. So you're not like bombarded with that anymore. Um, And now that we're on like, yeah, now that we're like all on like Netflix and stuff, like we're not, we're not, we're not super engaged or like, it's not like forced on you as TV was growing up because now we get to choose what we want to watch. 
So I, that's that's an interesting like take on it because it really yeah I feel like ever since like the internet and more things like Netflix you I don't really see ads that often that are like Christmas related or um, like Halloween related or anything like that. So especially because I have ad block too, so I don't I never really see ads. That makes a lot of sense actually, and I mean speaking of Netflix, I feel like pretty much the entirety of 2020 the amount of things that everybody has watched has like gone up a lot. Like I, I like watching TV and I like watching movies, but I feel like this year I've just like watched so many things because that's literally all we could do. So do you have like, or what are your favorite, let's start with shows. I guess we can start with TV shows that you've watched this year. Yeah. I definitely think um, if there's anything good in 2020, it's like, or that we can make out of it is like the 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 content we've engaged with over um over the past year, which I definitely have engaged in a lot of different forms of media to kind of stimulate myself, especially during all this free time. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> this is a really old show, but Emily and I just like got into Gilmore Girls like fully. And it's so funny because we had a bunch of friends like being like, oh, yeah, like Gilmore Girls. Like, I love this part when and then they would spoil it. And and then we're like, what the fuck? Don't say anything. But they're like, the show's like 20 years old. Like, it's really old. And so this was um, but this is something that like we watched and like fucking like obsessed with for like the whole like uh, year where we were just like watching it. But other than that, there's a ton of like different movies that we watched a bunch of different um uh shows that we watch i'm trying to think of ones off the top of my head but because we engaged in so many like netflix uh, original shows um because any of the netflix originals like we were like oh what is it called the fucking chess show oh, queen's queen gambit. gambit that was so good that was so good i loved it so much did you watch it i started it but I haven't finished the whole thing. So good. <laughs> I, I can I can see why though, like, because like I know chess is pretty boring. It's funny because like we we're watching the show and I was like, Emily, we have to get a chess board. We have to play chess. And then we just started playing like a little bit of it, like on our phones. And I was like, oh, this is boring. But the show makes it like it seems so fun. But I yeah, I was obsessed with the the Queen's Gambit. Um and just a bunch of like Gilmore girls. Uh what else came out like within 2020? I don't know. Did you like what what kind of stuff did you watch? Um we I've been obsessed actually with I think I've actually brought it up before. It's a Japanese like reality show called Terrace House. So like that's probably my biggest obsession for TV show in 2020. Um so I've been watching a lot of that. I just watched The Wilds, which we were talking about a little bit, which just came out recently on Amazon, which is really good. So The Wilds is good. Um, the Flight Attendant on HBO with Kaylee Cuoco is really good too. I just started watching that. And also like there's this show that's on Netflix. It's like a cooking competition show about leftovers. And like they give you the ch- they give you a challenge and like a bunch of different leftovers and then the chefs have to take those leftovers and make it into like a five course fancy meal. 
which I think is so interesting. So I've been obsessed with that. Like on New Year's, that's all I watched from like 6 p.m. to midnight. I was just binge watching that show. So I rang in the New Year while watching a cooking show about leftovers, which is like fun. I'm writing that down, leftovers. You always recommend such good things. You're like, oh, Pen19. Oh my God, Pen15. That, Pen15, oh my God. Sorry. Okay, Pen15 and also Rami on Hulu. Like, I never like watched Hulu shows before, but those two are so good. I highly recommend. I also like have been watching anime recently. I just started Naruto with my boyfriend. Hell yeah. I fucking love Naruto. I'm all over the place. Like I'm like in Japan. I'm watching cooking shows. (laughs) No. Yeah. I feel that. We started Pen15. I don't know why I said Pen15. It's so funny. It's so good. We like watched like, cause I think there was like two or three seasons and we like, we fucking binge watch it so quick. It's so it's crazy because we binge so much that I forget about it. Um, what did we watch uh, recently? Oh, fucking uh, Tiger King came out this the twenty twenty, and oh um, that was yeah. That's wild to think of. I feel so long ago. Um, a haunting of Hill House. That was House. Um, right. Was was it Hill House or or haunting of uh, uh, Bly Manor? Bly, Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Yeah, Bly Manor came out. That was. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't better yeah, than Hill House. I didn't like good. it that much compared to the first season, but it was still good. We were yeah, also talking was, about Cobra Kai, which is like, <laughs> I don't think it, well, I mean, the first, the second season came out at the beginning of the year, I think. And the new yeah. season just came out. But like, yeah, if you're looking for some, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's, it's so like, It's easy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's so like, it's so campy, corny. Um, and just like you can tell the writers are like are like 90 year old white men but like it's just it's so bad that it's like I can't stop watching and like I I'm a black belt so like it kind of brings back memories I'm like oh my god I kind of wish I was in like one of these schools and like was cool because like karate like it's so funny in the show how like all the popular kids now like did karate and I just think that's so funny because that's not what happens yeah like do you do any of the terms make sense or that they talk about is it like reminiscent of like your karate days yeah kind like the funny thing is like how like just like the instructors and like how into it some of them are that's what's so funny to me because it's like kind of nostalgic being in class and like there's always like that kid that thinks he's a badass and you know is like thinks he's better than everybody else so it's just like those little stereotypes and like generic character models that are so funny to me because I like took karate and yeah and like um it's just yeah the show is so like it's just really easy to watch it's so goofy. There's a lot of I want to make like a thread on Twitter about like all the horrible moments where like the writers are all like white men and um and like they make these jokes like one of them was like describing like one of the Mexican kids. I think he's Mexican or um just Hispanic uh kids as like uh as like horchata or something like that and like it was like it's weird to think that like a white person wrote this down. Like the character who was like saying this or whatever was like black or something, but it's weird to think that that it was um, that like a white person was like, oh, this will be funny if we call the Hispanic kid horchata or like whatever the fuck. But um, it's still like a it's still like a show that I'm just like I can't stop watching. It's such a train wreck. 
um but it, it is really like um what is it nostalgic because like i watched karate kid growing up it's definitely before my time but i it was a movie that like i watched and i was like whoa i remember that movie and like three ninjas i think the movie was called that i like my mom showed me when i was a kid um and so a lot of that stuff i'm like it's it's so fun it makes me feel like a kid where like after you're done watching it you just want to fight you're just like i'm ready to like fucking fight oh people God. yeah <laughs> I want to fight some of the but, characters on that show because they piss me oh off. Oh my god, same fuck Samantha. Samantha, if you're listening, let's fight, sweetie. I don't know if yeah. you can fight in real life, but we can set it up. Yeah, the actress, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the show's um, the show's uh, an interesting one. Uh, but I think yeah, in terms of like media that we consumed, I know Spotify Wrapped just came around. And like, that was an interesting take. I didn't realize how much of, how little I listened to like, like different varieties of like different artists. I only listened to the little bit of artists that I really like. And I listened to it a bunch. What was like your like top on your Spotify? Um, Let me see. So like this year I've actually like kind of been branching out and listening to a lot of different stuff. Cause like, I typically like like electronic music that's usually what I listen to but like this year I've been getting more into like R&B just because that I just like whenever I'm listening to music I think of like a certain vibe so like all the playlists that I have are like representative of a certain time like I have a summer playlist I have a nighttime playlist that I only listen to at night I have a like a, a daytime playlist that I only listen to during the day and then I have like a sad playlist so it's all like related to different vibes and since 2020 was such like not a good vibe I feel like that's why I listened to like a lot of R&B because it was like slower paced and not as like upbeat as most of the stuff I listened to but let me just look at some stuff I know my favorite album of all time came out this year Alina Braz if is my favorite artist if anybody knows who she is and she released a new album in April called It Was Divine. And ugh, it's like literally perfection. I have the vinyl hanging up in my living room. I listen to that album like once every two days or so. It's so good. So that was like my top album. And like I said, I've been listening to like a lot of R&B. So like The Weeknd and his album that came out earlier this year was really good. Um, the Ariana Grande album was pretty good too. I'm not like a huge fan of her, but I liked it because it was like a different vibe. Kid Cudi released an album recently, which is really good. And there's just like a lot of other stuff, but I feel like I've been branching out this year more so than usual. I think there was like a metric on Wrapped about like how many new artists you listen to this year. And mine was like a couple hundred new artists. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, rap's just like, <laughs> and um, it called me out because uh, last year my top artist was Dominic Fike, um, who I'm obsessed with. Like, so such a good artist. Like, he his, the way his voice is is like, um, it's like R and B meets rock meets like rap, and like it's it's just really good. He um um. His voice is so dynamic and so different the way that like whether he wants to rap or sing that he is like literally his own feature. So you can listen to the same song and think it's two different people, but it's both him. 
And like, I just really just like fuck with it. And his songwriting is really good. And it's so cool because he's like a hometown hero because he's from the 239, uh, which is, uh, uh, he has a song called Three Nights that like blew up. And he talks about like the city of Palms, which is Fort Myers, which is where I'm from, which I think is really cool. Um, but it's so cool because like last year he was my top and this year he's my top again because he released an album and it's him and Phoebe Bridgers. Like I, I'm super obsessed with so much Phoebe Bridgers. I would say the best song of 2020 in my opinion was Kyoto. Uh, just like a, just a bop. And it makes me so happy to see, like, I think she was like nominated for, I think five Grammys or something like that. Um, or it was, let's see. Uh, it was uh, definitely like a lot. Um, of like nominations and it's just really 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 awesome because she deserves it she's such a like a a powerhouse of music she's like different she does different music projects she does her own like um phoebe bridger's like self like artist but she does different things like better um fuck i forgot what it's called uh better oblivion club or something like that if you guys know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about um, and there's like another band that she's a part of. I wish, I feel like I should know this because I'm such a big fan. Um, but definitely just a, a great artist. I'm obsessed. So those are like the two main ones. Obviously, Wallows, fucking obsessed with Wallows and one person in Wallows. Um, but the whole like, yeah, the whole uh, here, it's definitely just like those three main artists. A lot of uh, Phoebe Bridgers, though super obsessed with her and it's really cool um to be able to uh to see like my wrapped and be like wow I'm really I'm really that simple is that I listen to the same like three artists but this year I'm trying to be more like get more out there I've already been like like trying to find new artists that are I'm like really into like like lo-fi indie lately where it makes me like it's very dreamy and I'm trying to find more music that feels really dreamy, very like basic production, like really simple. And so um, if you go to my uh, Spotify uh, music, if you look me up, Olivia, you can see my personal playlist if you're interested in the type of music I'm listening to these days. But um, yeah, definitely my rap just was like, um, you only listen to Dominic Fike and Phoebe Bridgers. And I was like, yep, that, that sounds right. I'm a Phoebe Bridger stan now. Like I've I've heard of her and I know like you love her, but I never listened to her music. She had a feature on Kid Cudi's album and that's like my favorite song on the album. Cause like, you know, Kid Cudi has like his signature humming and like at the very end, they both hum together and it's like, it was sending me into a different dimension. Like the, I don't know, the way that their voices sounded together was like so magical to me and then I listened to her like solo stuff and I was like oh okay like she slaps I'm a stand now yeah so the song with Kid Cudi too is so good it's too short I wish it was longer her verse is too short but I love it and um I have been recently the song came out a while ago but she did a call or a feature on a 1975 song and I remember hearing it back then and I really liked it but I got into it again and it's called um, it's called Jesus Christ something. Uh, two thousand yeah, Jesus Christ two thousand five. God, God bless America. And it's with the nineteen seventy five. And it's such a good song. Like I can't explain it. It feels very country, 
but I guess her style is like like indie, like like very country inspired, but mostly like indie pop. And I just, it's so good. It's so good. I'm like obsessed with it. Um, I know the end is like such a good song. I was listening to it while my plane was landing and it was just so powerful. Um, I just so good. Cause at the end um, she's just like screaming and it's just, it was so like moving to like with a plane landing and just like her yelling. And I'm just like, Oh, so good. Um, but sorry, I'm obsessed with Phoebe Bridges. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I know like with music, they're like, um, this year there was like a lot of, um, uh, different, um, I think this year brought a lot of, uh, light into the political spectrum too. And so I know like a lot of music has like, was, have, has delved into like the politics, especially of 2020, because I know the black community was really affected and there was a lot of light brought into like the injustices that black people faced in America. And we definitely talked about that on a podcast earlier this year. Um, we both, um, were in a protest. You went to a protest, right? I didn't actually participate in any, in any protest. Russell went, he went to one to like hand out water bottles and stuff, but I wasn't able to go. So yeah, unfortunately I wasn't able to like go to any protests in person. It was, I know, like, I, I know, I don't blame people who, who didn't, because I know the virus was also very, very vibrant around that time. And then a lot of the just like convenience of it happening midday is really, really difficult, especially when you're working. Um, but like, there was one happening in Gainesville, and uh, I definitely participated in it. Um, and it was, it was really powerful, definitely a moving thing. Um, and so I think that was like a, um, to see the unity of people was like a highlight of the year. Um, obviously the reason we were protesting wasn't like a highlight. Um, but it was really powerful to see the movement in itself being so uh, transformative. Love it. Love, love, loved, um, that part. Wait, and- actually I did go, I went to one in Huntington beach. Like I, yeah, went, I, rem- I was with my dad and we were just walking and, there was a Black Lives Matter protest in Huntington Beach and we joined that one. So yeah, I did go to that. That was like, that was rough. But yes, I yeah. just hope that, I mean, obviously with a new administration that seems to be more cognizant of social issues like white supremacy and everything like that, it's going to be nice. But at the same time, you have to think about all the Trump supporters that are going to be upset about him not having another term. So I don't know what type of chaos that's going to bring. I would rather not just speak about anything and just let it all happen as it happens just to preserve my mental health, to be honest. No, I, yeah, it makes sense completely. Um, it was a definitely a, a difficult year in terms of that. Like I, my whole mind changed about how I viewed race. Um, it's crazy how like, um, I read a book called Have Feminism, and this was like a popular book this year that a lot of people were recommending. It came out in 2020, um, and it discusses how modern-day feminism doesn't um, – uh, it just feminism in general, how it's so whitewashed, and it doesn't discuss the injustices faced by, like, like class and race, and it doesn't delve into that. It's just, like, women need to be CEOs and, like – but that doesn't that doesn't describe the mass um, uh, trauma and the mass prejudice that's that's faced or discrimination that's faced 
within like social class and race. And a lot of it's just occupied. A lot of the feminist movements are occupied by white women who are just like my body, my choice, but they don't take into consideration that like sometimes people of color aren't given opportunities. Like black women are given the least or the most unemployed out of any race um, in America. And so there's never a discussion about that and how that can be addressed. Never, never discussion. So I read this book and I was like, wow, like, like race is really taken out of feminism. And so my minor was in women's studies and I looked at my degree audit and I was looking at the classes I could take for my minor. And like, I shit you not, there was like zero classes about race. It was all about like, um, just like, like, like women history or things like that. And I knew a lot of it was just going to be occupied by like this, just like this, the idea of like white feminism. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do this. If there's no class literally that discuss like a Hispanic or like Latinx women or black women. And it just, it felt so dirty or any like classes that talked about social, like social class and anything like that. So then I ended up having this like change of degree, my minor and I started taking um, Africa, Africana studies, um, and that's my new minor. And just being in it since, I've learned so much. And so I think I'm grateful for 2020 and that it taught me a lot and it really made me view uh, the these things in America just more critically. And so I, I don't know if you've read anything this year. It really inspired me to read. And so I read uh, like 15 books this year, which I'm super happy about. Um, but I think by far my favorite was the story of Asada Shakur. Um, if you haven't read it, you definitely should. Uh, she was, uh, convicted of, uh, quote unquote, killing a police officer. Um, and, uh, but it wasn't true. She didn't, but, um, they convicted her of it. She was like, li- like went to male prisons and like, like all this, like awful, horrible things they put her through, um, ended up escaping, going to Cuba the book, it just tells, it's a memoir she wrote of herself and it tells her life story and it's super powerful. It reads like fiction. It's it's just such a good story and so heartbreaking. But so at the end, it just has like a full, well-rounded, full circle moment. So if you haven't, I recommend reading it. Um, I just love it so much. I haven't, re- I'm not like a big reader. I wish I was, or I, I should just start reading just to read because I know there's a lot of really good content, especially in regards to all of the events that happened this year. It's really important to, to educate yourself. Um, I have been just like reading a lot, I guess, on the internet and just reading about different perspectives and stories of people and the racial injustices that are happening because I feel like for the most part before this year, a lot of us kind of were disconnected from that aspect of society. So, I mean, I guess one good thing 2020 did was kind of make us realize that our country is not in a good place when it comes to racial equality. So that was something that a lot of us kind of had to learn, or if we didn't know anything about that, it was something that we were enlightened on by other people. And I feel like there's different ways that everybody can do their part to... I guess, share awareness. Like you said, not everybody has to go to a protest. You don't have to read a book. Like there's so many different things that you can do to educate yourself or to educate people around you that, you know, what 
was going on and what is currently going on is not okay. So hopefully that does put us in a more positive position to start the new year and hopefully lead into a better direction with more understanding and love and empathy and positivity than the year before. It's just like crazy for me to think about how hateful some people were being considering there was also a global pandemic going on at literally the exact same time. So again, I'm just happy that 2020 is over. And I guess to go out on a positive note, do you have, it's kind of cliche, but do you have any New Year's resolutions or like goals or things that you want to accomplish in 2021? I definitely okay so my big one is I'm currently still doing my undergrad um, but I will be finishing this year so fall of 2021 I'll be getting my bachelor's degree um, in diversity studies with a minor in Africana studies and I just want to finish it off like really strong um, since I've been at UCF I've on my the past two semesters I've made like all A's and I want to keep that. I hope I don't jinx myself, but I want to keep that. So my news resolution is to like do well in school and I'm going to apply to grad school this year. Um, I've been sitting on it for a long time, whether I should or shouldn't. And I just, I really, really want to, it just seems like the right step for me because I have been appreciating like uh, uh, academia, like a lot more. And uh, I just feel like it's so, so important. Um, and I've, I've just had so much growth within this past year, just from the classes I've been taking, I feel like I'm gaining, which is, is so important to me, especially when it comes to social justice. And so, um, I definitely just think school is super important to me. I need to apply to grad school, download my music, help me pay for it. But, um, definitely that that's my big one. I read more, I think is really important. Uh, I want to read every year. I want to read as many books as how, how, old, how old I am. So I'm going to be 25 this year. So I want to read 25 books and I hope that I can do that. I'm currently working on one right now uh, and I'm, I'm reading that for class, but it still counts because it's, it's a novel. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that a bunch of reading comes my way and uh, a bunch of like just knowledge. Um, what about you? How are any resolutions, anything you want to work towards, any fun stuff? Um, I do. So I want to start the process of like figuring out the remaining surgeries that I want, obviously, but I don't know if that's all going to happen within this year. I do want to start that process. So that's like my main goal, but also I kind of just want to focus on self-care because I feel like last year, considering we were quarantined and staying home all the time, I wasn't like taking the best care of myself. I feel like like I wasn't doing things that I normally did. Like obviously since I don't have to get ready and go out in public, I wasn't like taking as much care of my appearance as I normally was. And I feel like I should continue with like having a skincare routine and like putting on lotion, tweezing my eyebrows, just like taking care of my body because I feel like I kind of didn't do that because my thought was, oh, nobody's gonna see me so like why does it matter but at the same time like doing all this stuff just makes me feel good and like makes me happy to have all this stuff all this stuff done and taken care of on my own body so definitely like taking care of myself pampering myself eating better we've been eating like 
horribly this year from like all the Postmates and like everything because I was for a while I, I didn't want to to go to the store because of how crazy things were. So like we ordered a lot of junk food and like greasy shit. And like, I noticed like my skin started to, to be not as good as it usually is. So mostly just taking care of myself and my body. And most importantly, like moving towards starting all my surgeries. Cause I feel like last year, I kind of used it as an excuse that, oh, we're in a pandemic. Like there's no way I'm ever going to be able to set up a consultation for surgery. But I mean, there's so many people that still got surgery last year and have moved forward with the goals that they have. So I just want to like stop making excuses like the fact that we're in a pandemic right now and that everything should just be on hold. I should still, I feel like I should still be working on myself and taking care of myself regardless of what's going on in the world. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good goal to like to like work towards is like just to focus on yourself. And like you said, it's been a twenty twenty was a crazy year, and I think it's important for us to be kind to ourselves. The world isn't going to turn back to normal like overnight, uh, and I don't think anyone need, should expect that. I feel like a lot of employers are going to expect that, like oh, like the virus is gone, just get back to work, everything's normal. But we've collectively gone through this trauma together, and it's going to take some work to kind of get back to normal. And definitely needs you have to like uh, work work on your uh, self during this year. So um, yeah, I think surgeries is a is definitely one I'm interested in looking into as well this year. It's really it's really hard, especially considering like um, insurance and stuff like that. Having to go through these million steps to get like different surgeries. Like if you want in bottom surgery, you have to like go through spending thousands of dollars on like laser hair removal. Um, or whatever it may be. There's just a bunch of prep, a lot of mental prep. So uh, it, it takes a lot out of you. I remember just researching takes a lot out of you. Um, it's definitely very, very scary. But I, yeah, I think that's a good a good uh, thing to also look forward to. Um, surgery scares me. I really want it, but I'm like, uh, I, I'm just super scared. Um, and I don't know if you feel the same, but um, definitely in the future, I don't know if it's gonna be 2021 for me, but definitely I want to finish. I think school and then uh, have like a good job where I can have benefits to to get that surgery. Yeah, I I was afraid of surgery, and then I got surgery in 2019, and that I wasn't even scared. I was just like wanting it to be over with. So I think my fear of having surgery was just coming from the fact that I've never been put out before. And now that I've done that, I feel like I'm ready for anything. Yeah. So it, it seems like, at a, if anything, it's just more annoying than it is it's scary. It's annoying. I'm like, I have to really like go through all of these, like the steps to actually get to the point to getting my surgery is more stressful to me than actually having the surgery and recovering. Yeah. See, Emily told me that because Emily's had like hand surgery um, in the past. And she's like, it's really nothing to get put under. It's literally just, it's going to, you're going to be sore and in pain afterwards, but they give you medication. And so she was like, it's just annoying afterwards. It's not even scary. So it's made me feel a lot better about it, but yeah, definitely. Um, I, I definitely am going to try and kind of get through that. So if you end up getting any surgery, I need detailed breakdowns on everything. Oh, don't I'm worry. So I will go in depth. <laughs> and you'll all hear Please. it from me straight from the source <laughs> with your with your dilator in depth 
I'll be like <laughs> dilating while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, literally. That's so so funny. now I'm switching sizes. Give me a second. <laughs> oh, this is the big one now. That's so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm so worried. Um, I've, I'm in a weird predicament though, and like we can talk about this on another podcast episode. But the fucking doctors I was seeing that I would have referral for me are all of a sudden are all of a sudden saying that like uh, bottom surgery isn't where it needs to be medically. So they're not they're not giving people referrals for it. They're not writing letters for for surgery. And I think that's so fucked up because how can you run like a gender clinic and not do that? We can talk about this on another episode, but yeah. I definitely think uh, surgeries is definitely a big goal for um, the future. And I'm happy to see that like you're going to work towards it in 2021. Self-care is definitely really important. But I think with that being said, um, uh, I think that's a that's a good wrap up for kind of like the year. Um, what we Our goal is for next year. Um, yeah. And I, I'm really happy we were able to sit down and just kind of talk about that. This one was fun. It felt like a discussion. I mean, like just us like talking because I know a lot of times we'll have like episodes and it's more of like a like a serious topic where we're like going like one person at a time for like a long period of time. But this one was this one was fun. I, I like doing ones like this. And if you guys are interested too in more like talking ones like this, we'd for sure want to do it. Yeah. And thank you so much to everybody. We completed another year of the Girlish podcast. So thank you so much to everyone who stuck with us throughout the rough year and continue to listen in and support us. 2021, we are going to be more consistent than last year. So that's also something that's going to be fun for us to do is just to continue making episodes and trying to elevate the podcast and grow and all that type of stuff. So Definitely we'll be hearing more from us too in 2020. And we can't grow without you guys. So um, any support, any like recommendations you have to give to your friends, like for sure, just like show them our podcast. If you want to like write about us on any Reddit forums or um, if you know anyone that like specifically like writes any like uh, reviews or anything, please send them our podcast. Uh, just share with everyone because that would that's what really helps us grow. Um, so if you want, you can follow us on Instagram at Girlish Podcast or literally anywhere else at Girlish Podcast. Um, or if you want to check out our website, it's girlishpodcast.com. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all the love and support the past year. We really appreciate it. And we hope you guys have a wonderful, beautiful 2021. And we'll see you guys next Monday. Bye. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Bye. Happy New Year.